Welcome to Huge Quickly Podcast. I'm Danny, sitting here with Andy Kindler. How's it going? I'm eating fresh food. And, uh, fresh? Yeah, Ooh. well, I, it's the only kind of food I eat because, first of all, I'm loaded and rolling and I'm rolling and loaded dough. Loaded. Um, <laughs> I've got money up to the gills. So you um, used to eat the old fruit. Well, when I was a kid, we used to eat canned food because my parents didn't care about me. They put. They they said, "Look, you're on your own at about seven months old." Mm-hmm. And actually, I was raised in the fifties. Oh no, I'm sorry. Make that the seventies. Make that the eighties. Make that I'm a millennial. <laughs> and I was born in the fifties, maybe. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, and it was the it was the uh, it was the era of processed foods. Everyone loved processed foods. They couldn't get enough of them. So everything right. was canned then. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and like you wanted a tuna fish sandwich, you had a can of tuna fish sandwich. Yeah. Get the canned bread out. Get the, yeah. Awful. Yeah. That was like, you know, you're talking 50s Cold War. Like everyone's like stocking up for the future. Well, right? I lived in a bomb shelter uh, from 1967 until, well, now I live in a panic room. Mm-hmm. And I when, also have a, I'm a member of a survivalist. Uh, How did you find out in the shelter that, the bomb hadn't gone off. That, or did you I just risk re- it? I'm not at liberty to. I am not at liberty. I am not at liberty okay. to. This is my new. Uh, off the my air. new. Uh, why do I feel like we're doing an NPR show? Because it's a quiet. Uh, <laughs> you know what it is? It's a quiet lobby. It's a it's a lovely little lobby, and there's a great salsa dance competition going I on know, next that's door. That's very exciting. I saw a lady, and I'm not somebody who looks at every single woman uh, too long until I'm ejected. You and, woman, a, you and me both. She was, I, I don't want to say hot, 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 because I don't <laughs> like to ref, reference Buster Poindexter songs. Now listen, it's, the thing that's so great about this is the ambient noise. That's a, We're right next to a... Uh, that was a backhoe. What was it? They're working. Yeah, they're working on the it's construction. No, I I thought it was an espresso machine. Oh, I think you maybe you're right. Yeah, make it more... You know, the people at home don't know what it is. Oh, that's yeah. the magic of podcasting. Yeah. We can be uh, I suggested you add a lot of uh, sound effects mm-hmm. and wacky gonna, ones. I actually have a beach track going right now. <laughs> so your podcast is a sound soother. <laughs> but the bottom line is this whole opening uh, uh, Django. There's a whole opening dance that we're doing. Is uh, I, I, I I'm done with I'm done with canned fruit. Now I will I will enjoy a nice fruit compote. Sure. Which is sliced seasonal fresh fruit and a light. Very light sugar-based syrup. Right. I've been doing that, not a joke, but I've been saying that for about <laughs> 40 years. I just love the idea, I'll have a, uh, yes, I'll have half a grapefruit. Mm-hmm. I will have, uh, oh, you have fruit compote. I'd like to. Lovely. That, slice, slice seasonal fresh fruit in the light sugar-based syrup. You know, one time, speaking of grapefruit, I accidentally dusted it with a little salt Instead of sugar. Oh, my God. That must have driven you so far down. I've never touched a grapefruit since. That is, there's no way that can work on a grapefruit. Despite the health benefits, I haven't gone back. So that just goes to show you sometimes mistakes can have lasting effects. Sometimes something negative, when it's all said and done, is even more depressing. Exactly. I mean, I, I meant to say turns around as a positive yeah well like what if i had discovered why it works why it could, what it's the salt on a grapefruit wow who knew it no, actually works right. there it's a very popular uh in candy shops sea hmm. salt grapefruit the reason why you made the best decision you could have possibly made in your life is because now there are so many uh, me- prescription medication that you take that says do not take after having grapefruit yeah because it limits the effectiveness. You never have to worry about that anymore. Mm-mm. All you have to worry about is if you take MAO inhibitors. Do you? It's a very personal question. I wish you wouldn't have asked me I'm that. I'm sorry I asked you because I think it actually is for serious conditions. And once again, I've insulted another podcast host. <sighs> Just add it to the list. Of Adam Carolla. <laughs> Adam Carolla and Adam yeah. Carolla. You know, it's funny. I am kind of a, a closet adam carolla listener but now i feel like maybe i'm like playing for the wrong team uh <laughs> and maybe i need to see the error of my ways well there can't be any mexicans on your team <laughs> yeah. or blacks 
if you're willing to have I know. I, I heard today that somebody is having in Colorado a restaurant is having white appreciation day mm. that doesn't sound right does it <laughs> it does not sound right I uh I came from a, a pretty small town, but now I've lived in Portland here for quite a few years, and right. I've learned a little bit of pr- political correctness <laughs> over I the years. I thought you were going to say that you learned to <laughs> to embrace uh, people of other right. colors. Yeah, that's that's crazy. People, you know... What, what small town was it? It's called Ellensburg, Washington. Oh, that's not far from here, right? No, it's about three and a half hours. Wow, so you, but you see, that's, you're coming from a small town in a liberal area. Yeah. So you're saying that everybody, how many people were from your town? It's probably 20,000, but there's also a college there, so you got a little bit of the liberal side of things. Yeah. But still, I had no idea. Ellensburg is not that bad. It's not like it's some of the really racist place, but right. you realize after leaving there just how different things really are. You know, it's just something like a, a gay couple walking down the street. I don't, I wouldn't right. even think twice about it, but it seems like most of People I know, they're like, oh, they just—it would at least be a thing. Like, it's not like they have a problem with it. There's like, oh, it's kind of weird. Or, yeah, and, that, and that's an issue that's changed very dramatically. Yeah, just recently. Yeah, where people have it's surprising how you can make predictions about what's going to happen with somebody, yeah. with a movement, mm-hmm. or with you know, fifty years ago, you couldn't even probably say you were gay. And most, uh, most yeah, people would be afraid to say it. Yeah, it's it's still very recent, right? I mean, they still say. You know, well, like don't ask, like don't tell was uh, in the 90s. You know? Yeah. Uh, and when you think about professional sports, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. what, there's like one out gay guy? It's like, I don't know what, I'm not that great at math, but the statistics would tell you there's probably a couple that more. That is exactly one, and I thought I could do something funny about how many people are in the National Football League. <laughs> I think that my major growth as a comedian has been the ability to just stop a joke I can tell is not going to go anywhere. Really? In the old days, I would, if I was doing something new that wasn't working, I would hit it harder. I'd start sweating profusely. I would um, insult the audience. I'd leave the stage. I would uh, walk around bitterly. But now, I know, I think, now, you know what? I got nothing, folks. As of when? People when did that change? I might have just decided it. Recently, yeah. Where was that for you? Where were you like? That was getting... a terrible uh, answer. It sounded very vague. Because <laughs> again, I was focusing on the fresh. You should call this. No, it. Huge quickly. Well, Andy eats a lovely. Yeah. Slice fresh fruit. Really, it should be called huge lovely, and it's huge lovely plump fruit. I like it because everyone loves that. I bought some strawberries last night. You, what'd you do? I bought some strawberries. Which That's I felt a big good move about. Because I heard you were you had a fear of that. I absolutely do because I was a kid. Bad experience. Who was like, ooh, that one? Uh, it's sort of mushy, or it's uh, yeah. You know, they had to be like perfect. Because and you weren't you weren't raised by the great Santini. Absolutely not. You had it easy. I had it so over easy. Over in Ellensburg. Ellen Ellensburg. I mean, all you did was uh, logged. You logged up. What did you do with what? What did they do in Ellensburg? Uh, lots of hay, raising. Oh, it's a lot of farmer farming. growing. Uh huh. And they raise hay. Yeah, it's Is that like what they a, do on like Saturday a, night. It's like a baby for them. Yeah. I don't know. How do you get hay? You can finally someone can answer this question for me. Where does hay come from? Uh, it comes from Ellensburg, Washington. That's a bastion of of prime hay. It's true. It's. Uh, Is it growing bales? They it, they process it first. I almost worked on a farm, but I because I almost did, that means I didn't, and so I don't know all is the straw, Is it straw-based? It's straw. It's Where does straw come from? Straw is really a product not, I'm, of strawberries. I'm, I'm getting to the bottom of this. Today. Yeah. It's after they make the strawberry capote. <laughs> what you're left with is the straw. Uh, is it like a bush? Is it, what is, it, is it a tree? Is it a hay tree? It might. I don't know if it's technically a tree, but it's but definitely... It gets pretty tall, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they say knee high by the Fourth of July. That means you're having a good year. I gotta tell you something. There must be nothing like uh, fresh hay for your allergies. No. Oh, is that what causes allergies? And why are we not? Why are we not destroying it? Why do you think I left Ellensburg? You had bad allergies. I did. And did you take uh, any of the various over-the-counter 
Well, remedies? it's funny that you bring that up. Okay. Uh, uh, we are sponsored by Allegra. No, I'm Are you really? That'd no. be great. <laughs> that would be great. I'd be demanding pay. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. It sounds like I'm kind of wary a lot of times of taking anything, but to be honest with you, one of them, you just pop one and I was fine. You just take one for the day and I had no problems. But if I didn't, I'd be like, my eyes would go crazy. And, yeah. Yeah. So do you take it still now? No, I don't. Oh, because you're not around the hay. Not around the hay. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. So this place is sort of, they raise this particular kind of hay that the Japanese, the Japanese horse owners buy. It's very high-end hay for horse races. So that means a wealthy, a wealthy town? Is there, are there fights over, uh, proprietary fights over hay? Sure. You can, you can Google it. Is there a company, is there a company that sells hay that's called Hey, 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 hey. First one's being H-A-Y. 12 A's, yeah. And then the second word is H-A-Y. Hey, hey. It just, it it's limiting because you have to write it on a piece of paper all the time in those little slots. I don't think they have enough room for that. What little slots? You know, like you got a little room for a business name. You don't have three lines for that. I'm talking about a commercial product. Oh. That's where you take the hay that you currently, you know how much better a price you get for the hay if it came in another wrapping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you have a lot of ideas that you should you should maybe take a trip up there I could show you you get you in contact with some people well the other thing is is that do they sell you know how they sell like strawberries like roadside stands mm-hmm. do they have any hay roadside stands it's not anything they've come up with yet see this is the kind of thing that I do I innovate I'm entrepreneurial mm-hmm. my whole thing I'm working with several um who are the people who have big money? Hedge companies, uh, 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 capital firms, yeah. capital venture. I'm a, I'm a, I'm venture, a venture angel, capitalist. Angel capital. Yeah, I'm a venture capitalist. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, and you're also... I'm also a positive thinker. So my thing is, if you say what you are, you are. Right. You are that person. I am uh, as popular as Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you're also a mortician. Mort. Yes, I play Mort the Mortician... On the hit animated series, Bob's Burgers. How did that... You, you already had a working relationship with all those guys, right? From with most of those people, many of those people. The only way I am... Um, almost always when I am cast in something, it is not because... You know how you hear about like these big shows and they were... Oh, I went back 15 times for callbacks and I had to drive my car into the mountains and film something. Yeah. With me, it's only because they've written the part for me. Mm-hmm. It was intended for me, and still, I usually don't get it. <laughs> so this was a uh, the, the pedigree of this show. When I say the word pedigree, please know that I have no idea what it means. But the pedigree of no. this show, this is a Jewish person's dream right now. Is it? Uh, a stereotypical <laughs> Jewish person's dream. You're listening to The Counting of Money. That's right. Now, that just shows that you're an anti-Semite. I, that's, I do know I was thinking of that. You said that awfully quick, man from Ellensburg, well, who was bummed out because things are all... Politically correct. I now. fell into that one, didn't I? I did. You did, but you were absolutely right. That's the sound. The sound of the drawer being counted out is like a you catnip to, for me. So, like people fall asleep to soundscapes and stuff. You... No, I don't fall asleep. I get, uh, I get extremely, extremely thrilled and excited about it. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost, almost saw, too messy. I just saw that. This was, I saw that there were uh, young people in the lobby. But I, so you quieted. I'm not going blue. Okay. That uh, my young per- to me a young person is forty. Yeah, I just turned thirty, so that's good. It makes me feel better. You know what? Please don't tell a person my age ever that you turn yeah. thirty and expect them to go, "Wow, oh, oh, it's all downhill from here." Thirty is the new four. <laughs> I'm so excited for school soon. Have you ever said to yourself, "Oh, I bet this is what you said"? Because I said the same thing. I was thirty. Oh man, I'm old now. Don't think that way. That's hurtful. I never said that. No, but you're deep inside. You're worried. You th- you thought everyone thinks by the time I'm 21, I'll be as big as the Beatles. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm 23, I'll be uh, Elon Musk, and mm-hmm. I will have invented the Tesla. But that's not the way it works. I didn't even start stand up comedy until I was 28. Really? As is commonly known on the internet when people search my name. Commonly. So what I'm saying to you, young man, is you have your whole life ahead of you. Barring any unforeseen circumstance. (laughs) (laughs) 
Keep in mind, though, Keep in mind something terrible can happen. Yeah, at any moment. It's not... It's not age is just a number, people who are old say. Sure. And I've found myself saying, recently... Oh, you have been saying that? I did say it. And then I went, wow, I can't start saying that. But it is true. It is true. There's nothing you can do about it in many ways. No what way. What I do is I... I say... I'm going to write this idea down. I'm going to make sure you don't spill your fresh fruit. That would be a disaster. Ages. I was like, I could take time out from whatever I'm doing to write down ideas. That's how you make oh, it, guys. Right. When you have an idea, you write it down. That is actually the only legitimate advice I've ever given comedians. Normally, young comedians will come up to me and they will say, they call me Yoda. I don't know why. Um, it's not a looks thing. Couldn't be. Is that a good, is that a good character for Star Trek? Yeah, maybe Star Wars. <laughs> that could be the joke right there. Uh, Star Trek. That's it. See, I can't even see the joke. That's when you know it's time to retire. But a lot of young kids come up to me, young comics. They're green behind the ears because they haven't showered. Thank you. And they say, Andy, what advice would you give me? And what I normally say to them is I tell them, I think you should get out of the business. This isn't for you because what do I need them Ten years from now, breathing down my just, neck. Yeah, just nipping at your heels. Yeah, I already, right. ha- I already am not as popular as I'd like to be. But I want to create a, a person working on. So I try to discourage them. Sure. But if they won't be discouraged, I tell them to write down every idea. Mm-hmm. That is really, you know how they say something is thirty five percent perspiration. <laughs> you got to finish it now. What? Well, side note, uh, it's uh, creativity is four percent. Inspiration, 96% perspiration. Right. But uh, recently, scientists are looking into the fact that all of these sayings, they're all fake. No one ever said them, and they don't apply. Like a stitch in time saves nine. Whether that worked the first day they had fabric. <laughs> it's true. You know what it means, stitch in time saves nine? I just recently... I, I don't. It means if you, if you sew up your socks when they... A stitch, a stitch in time, just in time... I sewed up that sock that was getting a hole in it, mm-hmm. and that say a stitch in time saves nine. Means nine. that you only have to do one stitch instead of nine stitches when it oh. when it pulls apart. Oh, yeah. so that's like writing, writing oh. it down is like that stitch in time. That's true. That's true. Or it's like a hayride. Those are lovely. Most of the time. No one's fastened in correctly, and they get thrown onto the uh, asphalt and they die. That's... But two people fall in love, and it's very romantic. Did you ever go on a hayride? Mm, no. You're f- from the hay capital of the world. Well, they, it all gets exported. You know. Are you saying there's no sample hay lying around? Are you saying the hay we're not using our hay grown here domestically? Absolutely. Is that because we have too much hay? Mm-hmm. And it's so valuable. You don't have money for it. What I would do, even though I'm still eating fresh fruit, what I would do... Make it, I'm salivating. I would take the part of this podcast that talks about hay, and I would right spin out. that off. <laughs> spin that off into a hay-oriented show. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much better. I thought you were going to say cut it right out. Mm-mm. No, you're saying the opposite. Mm-mm. More of it. I love, I love bits that go nowhere. That's my specialty. <laughs> um, where, I wanted to ask you, you're talking about your start. You're talking about your your times there when you're 28. Oh, I never uh, finished that. Uh, Bob's Burgers comes from John, from Ms. Dr. Katz. Dr. Katz was, was mm-hmm. about Dr. Katz and it was created by John Katz. And yeah. then... There was a show, Home Movies, that Brendan Small was in. and But Lauren Bouchard, who is the co-creator of Bob's Burgers, he was he goes back all the way to Dr. Katz. So that's kind of like how yeah. I got called up on this is through Lauren. Mm-hmm. And, and Holly Schlesinger. Schlesen. And it is it is Lauren, not Lauren? Like, uh, it's L-O-R-E-N, Lauren. Okay. I told him to change it to Lauren because I said there's a lot of Lauren Green fans out there. And they might think you're Lauren Green. They wouldn't listen to me. People, wouldn't listen. The kids, they don't listen to me because I'm incoherent. 
At least you have a sense like of humor. Like that's my about fault. It. It's not, right? Sense of humor. I'm bitter about it. Well, I wish I could help you. No, but. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm a very popular comedian. I can sell out a stadium if I did one gig a year and just kept selling tickets to that one. And it was a small stadium, maybe more like a tennis court. Mm-hmm. I can sell out a big venue. There you go. I've played many empty theaters in my career. Really? Just trying to get those laughs out of the four people there? Well, I tried the joke on stage, but it didn't work. But that's, that can't go by that. I have said that uh, when I perform in a theater, it's just like Siskel and Ebert. The balcony is closed. A lot of people... Now, do you get the reference that they used to say at the end of their show? The balcony is closed. I've never heard that. No, but you laughed anyway because of my incredible book. That's what I mean. I could read a phone book that had funny names in it and get laughs. It, it, there is something funny about your delivery, I'll say it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I, it's not I, the first time you've well, heard I'm it. Well, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish and I've got it, baby. I can't get rid of it. I've got it, baby. America's got rhythm. <laughs> do you find that that uh, you know voice acting for stuff like Bob's Burgers is pretty easy for you to do? Or is that kind of tough sitting in a booth? Everything comes easy for me because I... As a small child, I was told I was a genius uh, after a test administered by my father uh, with his own... Um, his own methods? His own methods, exactly. <laughs> he used his own criteria. Uh-huh. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, no. Voice acting. I really enjoy voice acting. Uh-huh. I, I love all kinds of... Any kind of acting. And I mean, I'm not saying I, wanna, I don't want to play a, a Nazi propaganda film, but I'm saying I like <laughs> to be hired in act. When I do things like Bob's Burgers and and Dr. Katz and things where they're, I'm hired to do me, basically, that mm-hmm. I really do enjoy. It's a mm-hmm. lot of, so much fun. But um, I went, I, for like three years, I went out on voiceover auditions, mm-hmm. which was like, now it's like you stay home and you just put it on your own machine, whatever yeah. you call it, sure. and then you upload it. Yeah. But... Back then, I would go in, and I never got anything. Never got anything. I wanted to go in because I like, I like to be able to do the acting and then have feedback on it. But it is a, it is a, like a cattle call, voiceover acting oh, yeah. for commercials. Yeah. Wait. So did I, did I catch? So when you do, you're not going into a studio to do more. No, no, I'm, uh, no. I go in the studio to do more. Okay, okay. I'm saying that people who are voiceover actors for a living, yeah. they do auditions from their house. I got you. But they never would do, do a session. House. Yeah, 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 unless they're that's, rich. that was a, that was a silly question. But no, 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 no. no. I, I, if, if, you if just, you don't know, if you, you're, if you don't know something, you don't know something. It's not an, it's not an intelligence thing. It's just like you can't keep every fact in your head. I can't. I especially now with Google, everyone, no one has facts in their heads anymore, right? Well, you just you're so used to the fact that you have it in your pocket. It really is a bad sign. For example, and of course you said it was a silly question. I went to write. Right, too. There's nothing wrong with your intelligence. So, I don't know what my veiled message is. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, you heard it. <laughs> but Google Maps, I got lost here in Portland yesterday. And I got lost going to a, a sound check for the show Baked. And I just thought there was something wrong with the GPS in general in mm-hmm. the city because of Obama being here. And everything was like, I w- walked in circles for I like a, uh, an hour. Thanks, solid hour. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> exactly. Well, I've I've totally done that before, and um, on Google Maps. Yeah, yeah, and it's a little bit embarrassing, especially if you, you know, you should know where you're going. You live in a place. Mm-hmm. You, uh, it's more like I'll plug it in to get the fastest route, and then I'm realizing, oh wow, it's totally sending me in the wrong direction or whatever. Well, you know, the thing is that this is the thing where you were talking about having it changes how you do things. Sure. Because if I had just looked at the map and said, here's where I'm going, I mean, actually, it's tricky in Portland because there's all kinds of weird streets and they curl around and there's a grid on top of it. If I had looked at that, I would have been able to know, oh, here's where I'm going and here's how I'm traveling. But instead, they put the dotted line for you. Yeah. It's like they take all the guesswork out of it. But sometimes, if you're confused, you need your own brain. You can't put. They don't fly planes by automatic pilot. I can't. I can't be Andy Kindler by automatic pilot. <laughs> Although many people, after a show, will tell me, will ask me, "Are, are you on automatic pilot?" You seem like you're on a uh, cruise control. 
Well, no, I think I'm. I think it's more like I sound like I'm on something. <laughs> well, that's they're looking out for you. Well, I'm thinking about. I've heard a lot of great things about cocaine, so I'm thinking if I can get it. My thing is like a Jewish stereotype. Can I get a good price on it? I've heard it's expensive. I heard the price is down now. Okay. Are you trying to push something on me here right now? <laughs> I'm just saying, look, this conversation never happened. Thank God it, it's only on a podcast. Get it? Get it, guys. <laughs> that made me cough. You don't matter. Let's just Let's say, just say if you buy like several kilos and get your price break. You want to know something, Andy? Are you into that? I know how to fly a Cessna. We could start a little in-out thing. You know, import export. How'd you learn how to fly a Cessna? I, I commandeered one, and it all worked out first time. No, you had to do it for a job, right? I thought maybe I wanted to be an airline pilot there for a bit. And you actually went through and got, and you still fly? I haven't flown for a while, but I have. No, thank you on the flight. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> but you have you ever flown alone? Yeah. Is it exciting or scary? It's definitely both. Yeah. There's a there was a weird kind of stress that it's like okay this is your life here you know you need to be thinking about everything so it's not quite as you sort of picture it being this joyride yeah but it's more like I'm looking where can I set this thing down if my engine turns off you know it sounds like when you first did it your goal was hey maybe I can do this while I'm reading <laughs> or having a snack and then you realize it's but did you were you able to learn by by instrument can you fly by instruments. Um, I'm not certified for that, but I do know how. Okay. They make you, as part of getting a, just a regular private license, they make you spend a certain amount of time, what they call under the hood, where you can't see out the window. All you can see is the instruments. Oh, man. So it's to simulate flying into a cloud or what Is this just to, oh, to get any license, right? You have to get any license. You have to do that. That was, that was tough because, you know, you have no sense of what you're doing at all. And so you're just looking at those instruments. And so you have to go, okay, oh, I'm turning to the right a little bit. Got to go left. Oh, now I'm going a little too fast. Got to slow down. Oh, now I'm climbing a little bit. I got to settle back down. You know, it's like you're just, yeah. it's the cycle of, of, if you watch the plane, it would be like, sort of, you know. Can also, can the instruments sense other objects? Absolutely not. They can't? No. So how do you know you're going to fly into the clouds when we know the plane in there? With you? You're using the radio. You have to just oh, announce you have to know what you're where doing. you are, right? You have At to know all times? At all times. And you have to announce your position to everyone. So in any one area, there's a frequency that you have to get on. And, and how um, often do you have to do that? Welcome back to airport. Uh, <laughs> and then I hope this ends up with you meeting John Travolta. Absolutely. Well, he's, he's the best. That was my instructor. And he, then he, he, he kicked me out of the group when I wouldn't become a Scientologist. Well... I have some brochures for you. I'm, I am from the new Scientology. This is not your father's Scientology. It's all new now. I've I've tightened up some of the uh, uh, mumbo jumbo. Okay, <laughs> as as the technical yeah. the technical made term. Made it simpler. Made sure. uh, made the nonsense easier to read. I am pretty envious that he just has the what? Isn't he have an airport next to his house and he lands like his seven thirty seven every day? I know that is pretty amazing. I'd like to have a helipad on top of my house. Mm. Yeah, you live in LA, right? Yeah, so a helipad. Helipad would if be. If I could hella do a good. job, you know what my dream job would be? Tell me. Uh, one of those traffic copter sevens. Where here's Andy Kindler in, in jet copter seven, <laughs> and I'm using it to fly. So I do I do that while I'm flying to my luxurious mountaintop retreat. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, Andy, we're, we're looking for the 405. I don't know what you're doing out there in no, the no, hills. No, no, It's got to be on my hours. It's like, I'm like a, a, a like, a, it'll become a phenomenon. you got to get that guy who's very rarely on. But he's so charming. Yeah. I give you follow-up numbers. I oh. give you, look, I'm not going to be here for the rest of the day, but yeah. check these guys out. Here, you, what you do is you fly where you want to go, and then you just Google what everyone else is saying about the traffic. Exactly. Then you get that good ambient noise. They're coming from a helicopter. They trust you. And you're just reading the weather report from the next guy. Well, I didn't time my fresh food right at that time. The problem is that um, I get motion sickness easily. Mm-hmm. And 
I am. I have a lot of like I'm obsessive compulsive and things like that, and the and and so sometimes I worry about everything. And the only reason why flying doesn't bother well, one of the reasons why flying doesn't bother me is not my fault. I'm worried mm. about being blamed. Mm. Like for example, if you every time you fly, the plane would crash unless you at your assigned time pressed a button. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to fly. <laughs> I'm afraid of getting. Of getting you're you're getting afraid of the black box. Just what, getting in what trouble. its findings will be. Yeah, they'll be panicking. I tell you that. They, they'll be like, there was <laughs> there was commotion. I should have listened. I should have. I should have. Li- I should have watched that online course. <laughs> we found fresh fruit jammed in the rudder. Fresh fruit and a note, <laughs> and not a suicide note. No. Or a death. Uh, note no, to absolutely self. not. It was note to self. Once fruit's done, start landing procedure, and you got caught up with the fruit. Is a Cessna like a like a little a cool plane or a little old kind of plane? <laughs> it's an old, not that cool kind of plane. So it's not even a private. It's like not even. I mean, people wouldn't fly it far for private plane. Type I thing, wish right? you wouldn't. Just I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I know what I did there. I know exactly right. what I did. I apologize. Right. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. It was I, very prestigious. If you don't. What what, yeah. what dissuaded you from going that route? Of well, being a com- a, like a commercial airline person, you know you don't you, you don't make any any money for a really long time. The school that I went to was kind of a joke. It turns out that I was it, it it didn't go very well with them. And long story short, you went to a discount flight school. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. That could be part of a joke. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Why would you go to a discount flight school? Right. Uh, the the. I mean, literally, the plane broke down a couple times. Luckily, it was not in the air. But it's the kind of thing where, like, oh, we got to rehaul the whole engine. Yeah, if it I, happened in the air, it wouldn't have been good. No, those things. You know what? They, you know what they have now, though. They have air. They have parachutes for Cessnas, like small airplanes. Is that true? They pop out the top of the plane, and then you just drift down. They have that. I have seen it. Wow, it's pretty amazing because those things are just. They're like they're death traps when things go wrong. You, you don't hear about that many crashes where they where they walk out of there. There's no. Uh, is, are you spo- you're not sponsored by Cessna though, right? I'm am s- sponsored by the new uh, the new uh, the X X two thousand uh, parachutes that we're putting oh. on all planes across the country. Yeah. Now they used to pop. They used to do the fighter pilots would do that though, right? Eject. Oh sure, I've seen Top Gun, but it not, can be treacherous. It can be treacherous, right? Yeah. Do you want to know something? Bring warm clothing. Bring warm clothing. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, bring the cyanide in case you drift into enemy territory. Bring the funk. Bring yeah. the noise. You want to know something interesting, though? I read about this in World War One. The Germans and the Allies had parachutes that would work, but Ooh. the the British and the Americans thought that it wasn't. It would make you not be as cunning in your flying that you'd be. Scared, and you would bail out when you shouldn't. So they didn't give them to the pilots, even though they had them. So they all died. Yeah. In World War One and Two, not in Two. They had real parachutes. Then they, you know, in between. Hey, you know what? Let's. Uh, maybe we should think about it. I, oh my god! Maybe that, you already knew that. That would stop me from enlisting in World War One. I. I don't know if you had much of a choice, really. Oh, did they have the draft then? I don't know. I don't know about. I think I know about history, and then I come to a topic I know nothing about, <laughs> and I say to myself, um, "It seems like who they, am I kidding?" It seems like they would have had to have had it, right? Who would who would volunteer for trench warfare, right? You gonna go do that? You know, I really, I think you're right. They must have had the draft in World War One and Two, and yeah, I know they didn't too. I signed up for the trench warfare. That sounded good to me because but was, I don't oh. like the idea that you're, you know, you're making progress. And you're running around. Let me relax in my trench. I'll make it. That the thing that's great about it, you can make it your own because you're there for three, four years. Install maybe a hardwood floor as you put it. We could get some posters up. Yeah, make mm-hmm. it comfortable. <laughs> I would have said I would have made a deal with the enemy not to shoot. Rick, will you take your shoes off in the trench? This is my space. You're getting it filthy in here. Mm. <laughs> I would have been very fastidious. Uh-huh. Really up on, yeah, chores. Why is there dirt Guys, all over the place here? The dishes have been sitting there for two weeks. Have you ever been in the trench? Like the ones from the World War One? Never. I'd like to see what they look like. I would go to 
Flanders. Check that out. Sometimes I would take a nap in the trench. Mm-hmm. That's not what I would do. Just to really feel like channel the vibes. I would put like a bed that a mattress that's over the trench. See if that works good. Well, that'd be like like they did with the tanks. Trying to drive long enough or you could just jump them completely. What did they used to do? Like those big they they started making these huge tanks that could go right over the top of the trenches. Oh, Oh, so then all of a sudden sorry trench. Whoops, forgot about work. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't see as much trenches today. (laughs) You don't see as many of them now. Right. Um I wanted to talk about Marin a little bit. Okay, cool. So Third season of Marin, is that getting going? Is that right? Yes, it's going to, I think it's May 14th, but don't quote me on anything. Well, too late. Okay. And, like, how many episodes are you on in there? Are you on? I'm on three of the new season. Cool. Um, I like to Does call it... myself the linchpin of the show. Absolutely. But it's not accurate, so I stopped. <laughs> the law, a lawsuit came in and said, stop calling yourself the linchpin. I said, I'm, about, I'm the go-to. Recurring character. They said that. Keep going. No. Come up with something else. I'm a guy they use, but don't get too comfortable. That they would do. Ringer? No, a ringer would be someone who does well. <laughs> <laughs> does does Marin, Mark Marin feel like it's just a direct competitor with Louie? I mean, um, or, or are they like... Uh, well, they're, I know they're good friends, but I think the shows are so different. I think the shows are so different. Yeah. Because Louis more surreal. Yeah. Have you been on Louis? No, I have Louis? not been on Louis. I make fun of Louis. Really? You don't want to be on Louis? And it turns no. I'd love to be on Louis. Are you kidding me? In, in fact, let's make this podcast That's a both. plea to be on Louis. But I make fun of him, and then all of a sudden, uh, he's not offering me work. What? What? Uh, what's funny about Louis? Louis, you trying to set me up? <laughs> Come on. Uh, what's funny about him? There's no, no. He's a very funny guy. It's just his show is very surreal, and it's very like um, it's. Uh, I like the thing I, I enjoy about Marin is that he plays it very close to his actual life. Yeah. So, I think shows have a tendency to go so far out of reality that that can be that they don't keep your attention, and he does a great job of like, it's very real to me when I watch it. Plus, I'm a fan of my acting. Your own, yeah. yeah. Well, if if you weren't a fan of your own, then what what would you be doing? That well, mostly I'm not a fan. Well, yeah, I would be uh, worrying a lot. Yeah. You didn't finish your pineapple. Are you not a pineapple guy? Uh, well, the problem is, is I, I thought I would be too loud, and this seems very hard. I'll try it. Right. I think the people at home have gotten used to me. You guys are right there. I don't want to be offended. That's all. Mmm. <laughs> um, oh, can I have a little salt for my pineapple? It's so funny that you would bring that up, because I have some. Uh, I was surprised to see that uh, Wizards of Waverly Place is, a, is on your is on your resume. Because you because are you kidding me? That's my demographic. Do you? Is, um, uh, a, a, the people who are crazy about me are ten, ten, eight, about ten. ten to fourteen. Yeah. Nine, no, eight to twelve. Probably seven to. to 12, 12, 14, okay. 14, 15, yeah. and 55 to 80. Those are my oh. two targets. Well, that's what they say is the prime. That's what you yes. have to get. They say avoid the demographic to, that everybody else is getting. Yeah, that's... Because yeah, it's you oversold. Don't, you don't want to be a chump, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you... Are you just like... Do you have that x-ray vision where you're just kind of like, that actor there is going to be in rehab in three years? Yes, I... Um, they call me the Kreskin of comics. Because that seems like a real problem there, right? Mm. It's like, uh, it's just like a, it's a, it's a pipeline. They say the prison, uh, the school to prison pipeline. The, yes. It might be Disney to rehab pipeline. I think when you get, uh, six, let's say you get successful or even just the stress of, mm. of, of trying to have a career in comedy, whatever. That and and that you and that we all do enjoy altering our you know most of us enjoy altering our reality so you can see how people would go too far with it and you're like 17 and getting lots of money now. yeah so I think it's a you know I don't know how high percentage wise is but it's not 
it's not surpri- surprising that this happens. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, you've been in the business a long time. Right. Is it, is, uh, is it just as wild and crazy now as it was, you know, in the, in the 80s? No, 70s? because there was that time period in the late 70s through the 80s that was when cocaine got involved in things. Yeah. And people, I think... You're pushing that on me again? I no, said, no, I, I, I actually, I would recommend you don't do it. <laughs> So it was crazier then. Um, well, yeah, you no. could pick up the energy a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That'd be good. <laughs> We'd like to see you. Maybe a little. Okay. I mean, you're, no, I'm just kidding. Keep it I under feel control. Like I know but you just... well enough that I can make fun of your uh, energy level. We can. We were like fast friends. What I think you should do is play just your part back at a faster speed. Okay. And it'll make you sound like, hey, it'll make you sound higher register, which makes people feel like you're earnest. That's probably scientifically proven. It is. Everything I've said, I I can back up with something. With something. I, I'll take any suggestions. I'm at that point. I, uh, I would. I would take... Well, I wasn't saying it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Right. I thought we were... That uh, you're not phoning a friend? How's no. How's that all that <laughs> uh, That was so... For some reason, that just reminded me of the time that guy, when he won the million bucks, and he used his phone a friend to call his parents and tell him he won a million bucks. <laughs> Oh. That was pretty cool. Oh, because was, he didn't need it anymore. He didn't need it. I would yeah. love... I haven't had one thing in my life that's going like that. That is pretty smooth. That's smoother that's pretty cool. than you need to be. You ever done like one of the celebrity... You ever, you ever done like a celebrity game show? Don't they do that kind of stuff? And, I can't talk about it. I have a lot of okay. things in the works. I have Celebrity Scrabble is coming up. <laughs> I have Celebrity Stratego. Are you good at Scrabble and Stratego? I am... No. All right. I'm not bad at these things. Well, Stratego, I don't think... I, mean, I don't even know what that is. Is that still? It's thing? a weird uh, board game. I want the real. I want the hard hitting board games. You mean like Grand Theft Auto, the board game? That could be. That could be good. I'm working on it. All right. A lot of people. The feedback on video games is they like the action. They love the colors. They love the the pixels, but they can't. They want it instead. They can't stand the excitement. <laughs> I know. That's a common complaint I've heard. It's too exciting. Yeah. Make it into a board game. Make it into a board game. That's right. Have you ever been to Bridgetown before? I've been to Portland before, but that I was mean, my first time at Bridgetown. Very excited about it. Yeah. It's a, it's got that real festival, summer camp feeling to it. And uh, I love Portland. So normally I trash every town I'm in and uh, harbor <laughs> and a lot. Portland's of, no exception, or, or it is? No. Portland's, I love it. Yeah. Portland's got great coffee. I'm in. Got great fruit. So if you if you didn't have to live in L.A. for work, would you come right up to Portland? I would, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I also like Seattle a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty similar towns. I like, yeah. It, it, there's definite differences in the topography, if that's a word. I think it, it trees is. trees here. I mean, no one's fact-checking fact What am I saying? This tree's in Seattle? Yeah. Like, someone should stop me from giving any opinion. <laughs> Uh, it seems more mountainous here. No, Andy, it's not because you have those mount. You ever heard of Rainier? Huh? Yeah, where is that near? That's right there by Seattle. But what's the one that blew? St. Helens? Helens. That was in Alaska. Absolutely not. I, oh, where was it? <laughs> it was in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, oh, I remember what yeah. happened. Now I remember what happened. I got stuck up in Alaska because I couldn't fly back through oh. one of the eruptions. No way, really? Yeah. So Where were you during in, the eruption? And I know uh, that's a very personal question. I was wherever my mom was. <laughs> um, you were very young. I was, yeah. I was a little, I was a negative, I was negative five or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, my dad was actually just telling me about that just a few days ago, actually. Like, just about how crazy that was. Because he was in, he was fairly close to it when it blew. And it was a oh, crazy wow. time. Yeah. Just ash. They got ash in Ellensburg, you know, long, I don't know, a couple hundred miles away. Man. They're getting ash. It's pretty wild. I actually, anyway, we don't need to do a, a volcano thing, but it's a great hike. I've heard that's a great hike to go check out. You've done it or you haven't? I haven't done it, but I've heard you could hike around the rim of St. Helens and kind of, you're looking into the bowl oh, that must there. Be cool. Yeah, for that's pretty neat. I'd like someone to make a, uh, uh, one of those, what are they, IMAX movie out of it? Uh-huh. And then leave me, save me the traveling over there. Just to let you lean back in that chair. We go, ah, I see it. 
Uh, you have you have any uh, movie acting plan coming up? Anything? I always have a movie acting plan. I just don't get any movie acting. Uh, I guess you and me both. Well, you're young. You still have your whole life ahead of me. I have part of my life ahead of me. Enough for some more films, though. I can't. A lot of people in the Andy Kindler fan club and uh, you have a fan club. Uh, no, for God's sakes. No, no, you must. But I do have a lot of hangers on and sycophants. So you have a big entourage. I do, and I'm and I'm excited about Entourage the movie. I am too. Can I admit that I like Entourage here? You can, but you will eventually be mocked by me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you Please can bet, mock You me. can bet if I say I'm looking forward to something, the That's singer, not actually the singer true. is right around the corner. I just keep falling for all your tricks. Well, I'm very emotionally invested in Turtle, so I really hope things work out. I can see why you watch it because it's... It always makes you think something more exciting is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, exciting things were happening. That's true. Although, okay, for Turtle, like, it seems like guys that are kind of uh, bigger dudes, you talk about the Seth Rogans and, and the yeah. Jonah Hills, they lose the weight, and I don't know what it is. They, they don't have their charm anymore. You I don't are, know if I don't like Turtle anymore. You don't like Turtle at a thinner, at a thin well, Turtle. I'm... I'm fine. I'm glad. I'm happy for him, but right. I like that sort of. Well, we're very much chubby, of a society uh, obsessed turtle. on weight. Yeah, and everybody's got to weigh a certain amount. And sometimes people are meant to weigh more, and they look more uh, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, I know nothing about medical practices. Or don't much sell else. yourself short. Don't, don't please don't ever call me short again. I'm very sensitive about it. <laughs> that was a mistake. I really apologize. No, no. That was me getting angry. As if some, I was acting like someone getting upset. It was working. I thought you I thought you were going to get up and leave. Yeah. Cool. But it's like Horatio Sands. You know, maybe he should have been a little bit heavier. You know, and then he lost all the weight. This is a this is a either a thesis, a dissertation for your thesis, or a thesis for your dissertation. But either way. One of the two. This is going to be the thing that sets you apart from everybody else and makes people enraged at you. Have you heard this guy talking about weight, how heavy celebrities are? <laughs> and you go on for hours about John Goodman. I see I, I see a lot of possibilities. I love John Goodman. I would never say an ill word. Neither would I. Right. You're the one who has the uh, celebrities look better, fatter bit. It's It kills most of the time, Andy. Well, Just so we're clear. I'm no, I'm no... Obesity is what I mean. Exactly. Um... You have a lot of shows for Bridgetown, right? You're doing uh, Jonathan Katz. I did Jonathan Katz already. Tonight I'm oh. doing the particular show at 8 o'clock and a show called High Five at 11 o'clock. And then Busy. Saturday, um, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing a show called Where You Don't Get to See the Crowd. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I talked to Ian. Seven Minutes of Purgatory. Yes. So and you're going to do some stand-up. It was great. Oh, really? Yeah. You're not nervous about that, no. doing stand-up to, for nobody? Nothing scares me except most things. <laughs> Just so we're, we're clear, it's a, it's a stand-up show where the comedians are in another room and the audience is just watching their like their live feed, basically. Right, right. Yeah. It's very fun. I didn't think it'd be... It's so great. I didn't think it'd be so much... I had no idea what to expect of it, but it's a perfect format. Did you go back and watch it? No, I, I, I just did it in L.A. Oh no, I didn't go back and watch it. No, because I'm very busy worrying about things. So you weren't you weren't curious how the crowd was reacting to your stuff. Um, I am always curious, but I, I, I it's like I have so many things I'm supposed to be looking at. Yeah. That don't include myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you just want to leave it like that. No, no, I'll see it. Yeah, I would be I would be nervous to watch that, but that would be interesting to know. Uh, yeah, it would be. If you're it really, good, it felt good when I was doing it, so. Is that the kind of thing where you, it would be equally as fun for you to be trying out new stuff as old bits where you already kind of feel out those beats? You know what I mean? Um, do you mean like would I change it on the basis of hearing it? No, I mean like it's – okay, it seems like if you had some established bit you've done a million times, it would it'd be easier to walk through that and sort of feel like you know what the audience is going to be doing a little bit. Well, I, I, I think a lot of people would say, Andy, you don't have a bit that goes <laughs> that's a set bit. Well, I'm, I like to be nice said. to the guests. I don't, want, I don't want to deflate the ego. Oh, I want to do the opposite. Yeah, you want to inflate. 
I want to inflate. I want you feeling awesome when you get out of here. I'm excited to watch. Um, I'm excited to watch that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check out that show. I have a couple other friends that cool. are gonna be doing that. And this is gonna be a great weekend. And, yeah. Uh, what I say to people: climb aboard the festival train. Yeah. And uh, and uh, try to uh, keep your hands inside the ride. Portland is really, just gets so excited for this. I love it. It's kind of it's got a cool vibe for that because it's just Portland. The, the community's great, but I think it's just small enough that it's yeah. It's a perfect festival. It's yeah. a perfect event for this I, city. I did driving for it last year. I drove around a bunch of comics around. Oh, that was cool. Huh? Was, yeah, you get a couple yeah. people in there and you have to meet cool. some new I, people. I get nervous driving myself around. I you know what I just I dented my car recently, so I shouldn't. In a parking garage, by the way. Whoa. Talk about deflating your ego. I knocked but, over one of those uh, me, uh, the cement... Uh, what the heck? Like a barricade? Yeah. A barrier? It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's fun, People isn't it? People mocked me. They gave me a ticket and were mocking me. Mock- it said right on the ticket. Wow. Yeah. What an idiot, it said. What an idiot. Um, I also saw someone else rear-end someone yesterday, so I actually feel okay. Because like, yeah, everyone gets an accident. Exactly. So, yeah. you, you got your film. Yeah, I got my fill. I've heard that Portland is actually one of the worst cities for drivers in the country. It's like we we average an accident every like two years here, and the this the country average is, is like an accident every five. So we're, we're, oh, not, we're not so man. good. Come on, Portland, pick it up. Pick Keep it up. Keep your eyes on the road. We can why hit you, one. Why don't you go back at ten and two? That's right. Do it what, by the book. What do you guys? Yeah, well, you, we're we're on one at at six is what we're doing. Exactly. exactly. That's not that's not the right way to do it. Thank you so much for coming this on and really chatting fun. with me. Yeah. It was really fun, and uh, uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, I, I enjoyed needling you, and I enjoyed the fruit conversation, and I think we've all learned a lot from this. I'm just trying to pump it up, but thank Perfect. you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, I just, I, lo- I love Bob's Burgers so much, I oh, look cool. forward to it all the time, so it's cool to meet you, because... I love all you guys at Bob's Burgers. You're a very emotional man and uh, men. I shouldn't be crying right now. That would be. I don't know. This is weird. It would be good. Yeah. And enjoy and enjoy the rest of the festival too. I know it's gonna be awesome. Thank cool. you so much. Thanks. Yeah.